Today is Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. The Let's Go Brandon movement is on the march. It has gone national, and Democrats are so scared. They are crying salty lava tears and have had the worst election defeat since I think Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton. Last night in Virginia and in New Jersey and in Ohio and in Minneapolis and and across the nation, frankly. Republicans were victorious, sending the Biden agenda to its shallow grave. Bidenism is over in America. We have all of the details of all of the races, and truly, the tectonic plates have shifted. The paradigm is now on our side. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. An exciting show for today. The Let's Go Brandon movement is here to stay. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ah, yes, we are the champions. No time for losers. Losers are what the Democrats were last night in the election results, there is just no silver lining here. I watched the tortured CNN and MSNBC panels and some of the blue checks on Twitter try and make something out of the molehill that happened last night to the Democratic Party. There's nothing. There's no good thing that happened to Democrats last night. We have been fighting on this show. We have been telling you on this show that the freedom movement is powerful. We've been telling you that the Let's Go Brandon movement is going national. We have been proudly part of the LGB community. And now you can see the power of the Let's Go Brandon community. It is truly upon us, and we have all of the results from the glorious, glorious evening that was last night. It took them long enough, by the way. Many of these results, especially in Virginia, uh, came in at the uh, 1 o'clock in the morning hour. It was a long night. Uh, I know the podcast is a little bit late today, but we wanted to make sure that we had uh, the most up-to-date information for you, and wow, there is a lot to get to on this show. First and foremost, we have to talk about Virginia. Virginia was indeed the tectonic plate shift, the earthquake, the sonic boom that just ripped the face off of the political landscape. Uh, A little bit of a background here. Virginia had gone consistently for Democrats and Joe Biden. It was bright blue, 10 points for Joe Biden in the 2020 election. We are just a year removed from that election, right? So what happens in a year? Well, in a year, you told parents that they were domestic terrorists for wanting to be a part of their children's upbringing, for the asinine idea that their children belonged to them and their education was important and something that parents have an input on. The FBI started to attack parents who showed up at school board meetings in order to protest not just critical race theory, which is, of course, a poison, but also uh, critical rape that was going on by transgender students or just boys wearing dresses inside of the Loudoun County School District. You had literal rapes happening and occurring inside of these school districts, and the parents are being told to shut up. The parents are being called the terrorists. By the way, the rapist who was wearing a dress, who raped a student, well, they covered that up, 
and now they move the student to another school district where they struck again. And this per, this predator went and uh, uh, preyed on another preyed on another student. And these people are monsters. Anyway, the father's suing that school district. I hope he sues him for a billion dollars, and I hope he gets every penny and they throw people in jail. Terry McAuliffe, uh, if it was a crime to run a terrible campaign, Terry McAuliffe himself would be thrown in jail. Uh, he'd be the first on the list because Terry McAuliffe ran a just trash heap campaign. He ran just a dumpster fire of a campaign. Terry McAuliffe, to his dying day, to his last day, was racist on the campaign trail, saying that teachers should be fired for being the wrong skin color. Here's Terry McAuliffe saying, uh, hey, if you have the wrong skin color, uh, you you don't get a job in Virginia. Uh, Listen. And I promise you, we've got to diversify our teacher base here in Virginia. 50% 50 of the students at Virginia schools, K-12, 50% are students of color, and yet 80% of the teachers are white. We all know what we have to do in a school to make everybody feel comfortable in school. So yeah, not a great closing arguments there for libs, and uh, the results speak for themselves. Glenn Youngkin had a just dominating night. He overperformed in every single county. Every single county, according to the New York Times in Virginia, swung rightward. And even though it took till 1 a.m. to finally get the call in, when it happened, it was conclusive, truly. Virginia saw its first full Republican sweep uh, in 12 years, 2009 was the last time that Republicans had won statewide in the uh, Virginia races. Again, this is a state that had really gone bright blue. Among those were Lieutenant Governor-elect Winsome Sears, who is a new queen on the political stage. We started this segment off by playing you, Queen, uh, in honor of Winsome Sears. Winsome Sears went out on stage before Glenn Youngkin at the victory party and just blew the room up. I'm telling you, like the dawning of a new political star here in Winsome Sears. She is from Jamaica. She was born in Jamaica. Uh, She came here as a penniless immigrant and joined the Marines because she loved America so much. She went and got herself a master's degree and now runs women's homeless shelters uh, while she raised three children of her own. And last night she made history as the first elected black female statewide in Virginia, of course, a Confederate state and a state that had uh, Robert E. Lee as one of its more famous residents, the commanding general of the Confederacy. So uh, let's just say this is historic in every conceivable way. Winsome Summers uh, had this to say last night. Of course, you won't hear it on the corporate media. They all cut away. I was watching all the channels, uh, CNN and MSNBC, cut away as quickly as they could uh, when Winsome Summers took the mic. Here's what she had to say. There are some who want to divide us, and we must not let that happen. They would like us to believe we are back in 1963 when my father came. We can live where we want. We can eat where we want. We own the water fountains. We have had a black president elected not once but twice, and here I am living. Again, Republicans just ran the board last night. The third major Republican victory in Virginia was Jason Myralis, who was elected attorney general. He's the first Latino attorney general in Virginia's history. It calls into question uh, sort of the major argument against Glenn Youngkin. Uh, the major argument was that Glenn Youngkin's a racist. Uh, he, Glenn Youngkin was so racist that Democrats actually had to stage a fake hate crime 
at the very end, in a desperate attempt to try and slander and smear Glenn Youngkin, they had to have a bunch of Democrat activists stand outside of his bus with tiki torches. What a bunch of bastards these people are. I mean, truly, these people, there is no, uh, no depths to which they cannot sink, but Glenn Youngkin rose above it all and was just a absolute class act on stage. Here's what a little bit of Glenn Youngkin's uh, commanding victory speech sounded like. There is no time to waste. Our kids can't wait. Our kids can't wait. We work in real people time, not government time. And so on day one, we're going to work. We're going to restore excellence in our schools. We will invest the largest education budget in the history of the Commonwealth. We're going to invest in teachers, new facilities, special education. We're going to introduce choice within our public school system. How about that choice within the public school system? 2.3% margin of victory in the state of Virginia. Again, a state that went 10 points for Joe Biden. This is causing absolute shockwaves through the Democratic Party. It is clearly the worst day for the Democratic Party in a very, very long time. Uh, Nancy Pelosi looked rattled on the Hill. Joe Biden has been hiding but really, the uh, you're just beginning to see the ramifications of of the failure of the policies nationwide for Democrats. You know, Democrats are again trying to govern through the uh, prism of control over your life. The national motto of the Democrat Party right now is "Government can do it better." Government can do it better for you. And look at just what we've done over the last 18 months. Haven't we handled COVID really great? Hasn't your life really improved? Look, give us more power, more money, uh, an unlimited checkbook, an unlimited printing press for the American dollar, and let us have control over your children. That was the message going into Virginia. That was the message. That was the closing argument. Give us full control. It is what we have been talking about on the show for a very long time. Democrats can't help themselves. They are truly fascistic. They are authoritarian. And they had their worst tendencies rear its ugly head in this race. And now they have lost it. Now they are the laughing stock of the entire country. Uh, the sicking of the FBI uh, on parents who just wanted to have a say in their children's education. That's fascistic. That's using state power and the guns of the state to point it at the innocent civilians for simply practicing their rights. They want to pass an infrastructure bill and a reconciliation bill that allows the government to peek into your bank account and monitor how you are spending your money. This is authoritarianism. That's it. It's just a power vector for these people to gain as much power as possible and weaponize it against you, against their political enemies. Are you their political enemy? Maybe not right now, but you soon will be. Are you a free American citizen? They see you as a threat. So they want to weaponize the IRS. That's why they want to fund and hire 50,000 new IRS agents. Is that what this country needs? Yeah. Okay. That's why they want to print trillions. Because the more money they print, the more powerful they get, the less powerful you get because your dollar becomes worth less. Americans stood up and said no. 
to all of that trash last night, not just in Virginia, but in New Jersey and across the nation. And we are going to get to those amazing stories, but Virginia is red and That is also the color that your meat should be when you slap it on the grill. I like my steaks medium rare. I like to be juicy and bloody on the middle, on the inside. And right now my wife is pregnant, so I I don't get to eat a lot of steaks, right? She's a very picky eater. And so I got to make sure that my steaks count when I get to eat a delicious, juicy steak. I got to make sure that my grill is hot. The charcoals are red, and the steak is cooked perfectly. That is why, ladies and gentlemen, I subscribe to Good Ranchers. GoodRanchers.com. These people are so fantastic. They make sure that my fridge is stocked full of delicious American meat, American-grown, American-raised meat by farmers and ranchers right here in the homeland, right here in America. So much of our meat is processed Uh, and shipped from abroad because it's cheaper, you don't want that stuff. Total trash. You want good ranchers. Good ranchers get shipped right to your door. You're supporting American farmers and ranchers. And with your code Benny at checkout, you can get a great deal right now. $20 off your first shipment and free express shipping. Good ranchers, again, ships right to your door. No waiting in line. No supply chain issues there. And you're supporting American farmers and ranchers. What more could you want Get your delicious red steak right off your grill and eat like an American. All right, so uh, people were voting like Americans in New Jersey. New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen, is still locked as of right now, still locked in a dead heat. New Jersey is a state that Joe Biden won by 16 points. That means it is a dark, dark blue state and is unwinnable from a statewide perspective by Republicans. You should just write it off. And many Republicans did write it off. What they didn't write off inside of New Jersey is that people really don't like what Democrats are selling. People really hate, especially in that part of the world, to be ruled. These people in New Jersey, have you ever been in New Jersey? Uh, they're very independent-minded people. One of our favorite peop- uh, one of our favorite friends of the show is uh, named Ian Smith. He runs Attilus Gym there in Belwar, New Jersey. And he is famous for standing up to Governor Murphy's COVID policies, Governor Murphy's lockdown COVID policies. He gets fined like 15 grand a day. He has millions of dollars in fines. They tried to shut down this man's gym, which is... Crazy because now, after everything we know about COVID, Ian Smith is the guy on the right side of history here. And Ian Smith is the guy who is saying, uh, no, you should probably keep working out and you should probably stay healthy. That's the number one way to fight COVID. He's a thousand percent correct. The CDC backs him up on this. Uh, so many COVID deaths, the vast plurality of COVID deaths uh, come from comorbidities uh, like diabetes. Uh, like obesity, uh, heart failure, these kind of things happen. Uh, these kind of things happen when you are out of shape a lot of the times. Uh, and working out is one of the ways to make sure that you don't have those comorbidities. So Ian Smith was right all along. Doesn't matter. The authoritarian, tyrannical state must not be mocked. And so Phil Murphy, uh, who violates his own mass mandates, obviously, who violates his own indoor dining uh, mandates. Th- those things are just par for the course now when it comes to uh, Democrat and leftist leaders. This guy is so unpopular in the state of New Jersey and in a race that should have been a walkaway victory for Democrats because they have such a massive advantage in the state of New Jersey. Uh, Phil Murphy is on the ropes. 
Phil Murphy may lose. Who knows? Phil Murphy was losing for the vast majority of last night. It looks like he may have a teeny, like, thousand-vote advantage right now. But it uh, looks like the state could be actually heading for a recount. Phil Murphy is running against a absolute no-name, a guy named Jack Citarelli, who spoke last night, sounded like a, a pizza delivery guy. And he, he, he just sounded like your classic New Jersey, just your classic New Jersey, uh, 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 you know, Italian dad. And this guy, I'd never heard of him. And I, I didn't actually follow, I didn't actually follow this, this race very closely, but it is shocking to see that they are competitive. And quite frankly, uh, Governor Murphy's already lost. You already lost because if you are coming down to this wire, this close, extra innings with a no-name guy who probably spent 20 bucks on his campaign and had no national attention and had very little na- uh, national dollars flowing in, right? So the RGA and these, uh, the Republican Governors Association, these, these places try and fund races uh, that are very competitive. They go into races that they think they can win and they really don't put m- good money after bad in races that they think is insurmountable. I doubt a lot of uh, establishment Republican cash went to this guy, and here he is within a thousand, uh, within a thousand votes, uh, a couple thousand votes of the sitting governor of New Jersey and a, a total mask and COVID Nazi. James O'Keefe went and uh, did a sting on uh, Phil Murphy's staff just recently and exposed that the staff were uh, planning on doing more lockdowns, planning on doing more COVID lockdowns. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if that has any effect uh, on the f- the flipping of the race. I mean, you could you could legitimately flip New Jersey red with a brand new newcomer, Glenn Youngkin, also himself being a a newcomer. So two newcomer Republicans uh, just absolutely dethroning Democrat royalty. Terry McAuliffe, uh, part of the Democratic establishment, for Democratic, literally the man who ran the Democratic machine for the last forty years, and now Phil Murphy, a very popular, you know, a, a a national star, I suppose you could say, after Andrew Cuomo got destroyed um, in this region, as far as Democrat governors, a guy with name ID, a guy who who goes on the talk shows now just getting savaged uh, and in a fight for his life, a fight for his political life. Uh, The ending of political dynasties also happened uh, in New Jersey by a guy named Ed Durr, who's going to become my new favorite politician in America. Ed Durr, the candidate who might knock Steve Sweeney out of the New Jersey Senate. Steve Sweeney is the longest serving member of the New Jersey Senate. He is a corrupt, contemptible, just just your classic corrupt statewide Democrat. And he is being knocked out of the Senate. I think they've all but called this race. We'll see. Uh, by a guy who spent a guy who spent a hundred and twenty dollars on his campaign. <laughs> Let's read here. Uh, meet Ed Durr, Giant Slayer. Durr is a tuck, truck driver for uh, for a furniture store. Raymore and Flanagan uh, held a roughly two thousand vote advantage Wednesday morning over Senate President Senate President in New Jersey, Steve Sweeney, an officer in the Iron Workers Union who's led the upper house for 12 years and is the most powerful official in the New Jersey government. A late 
a night filled with surprises beyond razor-thin governor's races that could remain unresolved for some time in the race of South Jersey's 3rd Legislative District. The biggest shocker, and one with massive implications for the future of New Jersey politics, the district includes parts of Gloucestershire, Cumberland, and Salem counties. Even Durer harbored doubts about his chances and wasn't ready to declare victory yet, telling Politico he's walking on eggshells until the results are official. It's not clear how many outstanding ballots remain in the race, but it's looking like Sweeney, who was until recently talked up in Democrat circles as a likely 2025 candidate for governor, uh, has been dethroned. I keep telling myself and telling people I was going to do it, but in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, how am I going to beat the Senate president, said Durr, who ran unsuccessfully for assembly in 2019. This guy is a truck driver. He's a truck driver. <laughs> he talks about how he was crying on Wednesday morning. He had tears running down his face because he beat this total scumbag. You should see the Steve Sweeney guy. He's greasy. He looks like a greaseball. This guy, uh, just a classic. You guys know state and local level politics. Just the, the classic greasy dude who is just corrupt and, and, and runs everything in a corrupt manner, lives sort of in the shadows. Every state has guys like these. Um, I, I'm from Iowa. My parents live in the Midwest. Midwest has a guy like this uh, who's just being indicted right now in Illinois um, in charge of their Senate. The, these guys are just classic figures on state levels. Dude, New Jersey, man. Who knew that New Jersey was so based? So Ed Durr is becoming now a national hero. Uh, you have national, you have stars being born, truly, um, with uh, Winsome Sears in Virginia. You have the governors on, either on the rocks. Uh, uh, Governor Murphy is just, he's just, he's he's bruised and battered and damaged forever. The Democratic Party now utterly in collapse uh, across the country and because they're all looking at the writing on the wall here. They're all seeing that this agenda is not working inside of hard blue states, bright and dark blue states. Their agenda is failing in those states and are putting the political principles who run these states. I mean, Terry McAuliffe was like royalty, political royalty in Virginia. He was governor a couple times. He had a very high name ID. He had even high positives, but he got destroyed by Joe Biden's um, build back boomer agenda um, build back broke agenda. And this thing is now a cancer. It's a political cancer. It's a political pathogen, uh, that is infecting people and killing their political futures. It's a very, very bad thing. And if you look at people like Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin sitting there from e either red states or really red states, right? Arizona is a red state. It's got a red state legislature, red house, uh, a governor who's a Republican or Joe Manchin who's looking at Virginia I'm sorry, West Virginia, but he's right there across the border looking at Virginia and saying, wait a second, Joe Biden won Virginia by 10 points. Joe Biden lost 60 points in my home state. Not a single county went for Joe Biden in West Virginia. Donald Trump won 70 plus percent of the vote in West Virginia. And Joe Manchin sitting there going, hold on, hold on. You guys want me to vote for Joe Biden's agenda and we just lost in Virginia? No, nope, sorry. Bidenism is dead. Bidenism is dead, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and it's it's not coming back. We have the full slate 
of what this means nationwide. A massive uh, retirement may be happening inside of the House, and we'll get to all of that coming up. But first, ladies and gentlemen, with all of the craziness that is going on inside of our country, you really got to make sure that you're planning for your future. With all of the insanity, these Democrats might get very, very testy. They may want to just shove some bill through and fund some crazy bill because they get desperate, right? They're starting to see the world collapse around them. They're going to desperately, frantically try and fund some infrastructure reconciliation bill and shove it through the house, spending trillions more of your dollars Uh, completely inflating your currency, devaluing your currency, and devaluing your savings while they're at it. You got to be sure that you are investing wisely. Please make sure that you are investing in assets that have value. Assets in my family that have value, obviously our home, uh, obviously our our savings accounts, uh, but also precious metals. We have found that precious metals is a fantastic investment, especially in uh, troubled financial times like right now. And we use uh, Birch Gold in the Johnson family to invest in gold and silver. Birch Gold Group is the company that I trust with precious metals because they have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a ton of five-star reviews from thousands of satisfied customers. What we did uh, is flip our IRA and 401k into a precious metals, uh, into a precious metals tax sheltered account. And you can do that too. Just request a free kit from Birch Gold by texting Benny to 989898. That's Benny to 989898. You'll get your 20 page kit and you'll find out how you can protect your savings with actual precious metals, hard assets. Very important, especially in the uh, rocky times that we have right now as a country. This, another huge earthquake, a sonic boom, as one reporter put it, uh, across the bow of our country. Things are going to be wild. It's going to be a wild ride and a roller coaster. Uh, Invest with Birch Gold, ladies and gentlemen. That's texting Benny to 989898. The sonic boom is what the press said about the uh, uh, events of last night, the media, corporate media had a, had a, uh, apoplectic meltdown, essentially trying to have their own psychology couch session, right? If you tuned in to MSNBC and CNN, you found that they were having a real one. Uh, a couple people just truly Joy Reid is, is a great example on MSNBC, Melting down, talking about how uh, it's all white supremacy, right? Winsome Sears, black woman, uh, historic victory inside of a Confederate state, inside of the state that um, Robert E. Lee called home, and now a uh, black woman immigrant with a master's degree who ran homeless shelters is the most powerful woman in the state. Yeah, okay, real white supremacy. Listen to this. That this isn't a party that's just another political party that disagrees with us on tax policy. That at this point, they're dangerous. They're dangerous to our national security because stoking that kind of soft white nationalism eventually leads to the hardcore stuff. But by and large, uh, the corporate media had a sobering moment uh, for their own worldview and their own party that they prop up. They sat and uh, stewed quite a bit on Democrats. The message from the corporate media this morning were, uh, Democrats, you suck. Go ahead and listen. You know, the Democratic Party, what you've seen is it's, it's become a more, um, uh, a more uh, 
college-educated urban uh, party in coalition with uh, uh, minority voters. And the the messages tend to be moralizing. It's moralizing. like it is. So we are going to tell you. We will tell you what is right. We t- we 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 and and no connection to uh, people who work with their hands, people who work with their backs, rural voters. Uh, uh, so that's part of the problem. Time. Big time, big time. Let's talk about a big time sweep, though. We haven't even talked about the scale of the landslide for Republicans in Virginia, John. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the governorship, the lieutenant governorship, the attorney general's uh, office. And, and I, I think it may still be slightly not totally certified, but they're, I think the Virginia House of Delegates the House, is out. Yeah. The House of Delegates is not going to go Republican. And, and, and this is a state that has not had a statewide Republican since 2009 when Bob McDonald was governor. At the Senate level, at the gubernatorial level, the state was bright blue right. yesterday. And now... As of Jan- next January, the state's going to be almost entirely in control of Republicans. And that's, you know, that's a bloodbath. Well, and, and it's a bloodbath in a state that Democrats have dominated, dominated for the past right. decade. What a night for the Republicans here. It seems like the, sub- the suburbs have swung in both key states. George, this is a sonic boom of a wake-up call for Democrats. Uh, Biden won Virginia by 10 points uh, just a year ago. He won New Jersey by 16 points. And the, the big factor is the one you mentioned. Republicans vastly outperformed in the suburbs. That is precisely where the battle for control of Congress will be waged next year in the midterm election. I think that Democrats are coming across in ways that we don't recognize that are annoying and offensive um, and seem out of touch in ways that I don't think show up in our feeds when we're looking at at, at our kind of echo chamber. It's it's hard to think of how things could have gone worse. I mean, I guess Joe Biden could have flown Air Force One into the White House itself. Maybe, Maybe that is the way that things could have gone worse, but really, really spiraled out of control. Uh, Just a couple of other things that went really bad for Democrats last night. So right now you have uh, (laughs) you have Ilhan Omar, who is uh, probably sitting inside of Minneapolis, staring, glaring outside of her window at a police officer protecting her neighborhood. Uh, While Ilhan Omar herself is protected by private security, we know that from the way that she uh, spends her money, uh, her taxpayer dollars on private security. But Ilhan Omar wanted the defunding of the Minneapolis police. That was on the ballot last night inside of a referendum that was going to replace the Minneapolis police with the Department of Peace. Department of Peace and Love. If some murderer is breaking into your house and they have a weapon, they're coming after your children— Are you going to call the police department, probably some ex-military dude with a lethal weapon to come in and save you? Or do you want the Department of Peace, which would be like a a, a DMV employee uh, with a stapler and perhaps like a flower and some um, essential oils? to come in and and really talk the both of you through it. Uh, I think you'd want the police department. Well, Ilhan Omar wants you to uh, suffer and die, and she wants to defund your police in Minneapolis. Well, that failed miserably. Uh, that they lost that bid by like 30 points. So that collapsed for Ilhan Omar. Uh, other members of the squad were out repping for a socialist running for office inside of Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York is a perfect place for a socialist to run, right? It's like an old Rust Belt city that's seen better days. Um, a majority minority population that, you know, you could maybe 
pull over to your side and convince them that they need something, you know, need to try something new. That socialist lost by 40 points to a write-in candidate. <laughs> to a write-in candidate, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Um, it is getting pretty desperate uh, as far as uh, life inside of the Democratic Party. The thing is that these progressives have just shot themselves in the proverbial foot because now they have stalled Joe Biden's agenda so far and so long that there's no chance of it happening. I mean, again, we we just covered that. Like, it's Christian Cinema and Joe Biden are not going to vote for this thing, but also these results are going to cause people like Maggie Hassan, a centrist, a, a, a Democrat senator, she's not a centrist, she's freaking radical, but she's from a red state. She's from New Hampshire. Uh, she's up for election this cycle. Going to cause people like John Tester in Montana, who's uh, up for election either this cycle or the next. It's going to cause these senators from red states to say, whoa, 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 Nellie. Let's, uh, let's pump the brakes here on the Biden agenda. It's the last thing that Joe Biden needs. That's why we can say definitively Bidenism is dead. These people are not going to be supporting this agenda. They are looking at the catastrophe here, and the only role of being in public office is to maintain that office and to maintain your own power. That is the uh, that is the 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 language of politics. And so, uh, when you're getting kicked out, and when you're, when you're getting humiliated and repudiated, it also puts a big damaging uh, a big damaging black spot on not only your career um, but your ability to make money after you've been in public office, like for lobbying and things like that. So. They don't want to lose their seats, and they're looking at what happened last night, and they're saying, uh, hold on, we're not going to go along with our own political suicides. There is absolutely zero reason for Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema to be on board with the Biden's agenda right now. Zero. Zero. There's zero political advantageous reasons for them to be on board. And the progressives did this. They could have passed the infrastructure bill and had some big fat spending bill that they were selling to the American people, saying, hey, we're fixing potholes, we're building bridges, but nope. The progressives couldn't help themselves. They couldn't stop their crazy, and they had to hold up all that trash. And they had to essentially negotiate in public and be really vicious in public and say a lot of stupid stuff in public. And, um, <laughs> and now, look, not even progressives can win inside of Buffalo or Minneapolis. Ilhan Omar, AOC, being repudiated uh, very harshly there. Of course, it's not just those cities. We're seeing blue cities flip red across the nation. A Trump-endorsed Republican, Mike Carey, longtime uh, Republican coal lobbyist in Ohio, uh, they beat out a Joe Biden-endorsed Allison Russo. Uh, this is in the 15th Congressional District of Ohio. So you see a loss there on that state. Obviously, Ohio uh, can be a swing state and was a swing state for, for many, many years, although has been very consistently consistently red, especially in the in the Trump years. You're also seeing cities like McAllen, Texas, right there on the Rio Grande Valley, flip from blue to red. Uh, the first Republican governor, um, mayor in a generation there in that majority Hispanic city. You're seeing that all throughout the Rio Grande Valley. Those, that place is now a red wall because of what Biden's done with our immigration system. Uh, it seats in Connecticut. You're watching Connecticut uh, the House, the Senate District, uh, actually 18 in Connecticut, uh, Connecticut, Joe Biden won Connecticut like 50 points. 
Uh, that flipped red as well earlier in the year in a special election. So very bad bellwether for Democrats. We did a lot of phone calls this morning because we wanted to find out what the mood was on the Hill. We called our Republican sources on the Hill this morning uh, and asked them about the NRCC. NRCC added 13 new vulnerable Democrat seats to its offensive target list. 70 members of the Democrat caucus that they are targeting uh, for replacement by Republicans and flipping of seats. I I've been telling you guys, it's going to be a 50-plus seat sweep. It's going to be a red tidal wave tsunami in 2022. Uh, and so we called around, and here is what people told us. People told us uh, on the Hill three things. We'll break it down into three things. One, there's going to be an avalanche of Democrat retirements. Democrats do not want to serve inside of the minority. They do not want to be a part of endless investigations, uh, perhaps impeachment of Joe Biden. They don't want any part of that process. They know it's going to be a bloodbath, so they're getting out. The number one top Democrat who wants to get out is Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is going to retire. We've been saying this for a very long time in the show, but Nancy Pelosi is going to retire, according to our sources. Uh, two, the Biden agenda is completely dead. Uh, they do not have a functional majority. They do not have a functional caucus to actually push forward the Biden agenda. It's been bogged down too much with the infighting between the progressives and the moderates. And now it's just functionally dead because neither of those two, all, both of those two are licking their wounds from last night. The moderates are saying, what the hell have you done to my chances of winning inside of these uh, red or purple states that we're from? And the progressives uh, have lost on every front. And so they're going to balkanize and uh, not going to want to work well together. They're both going to blame each other. And it's going to be a catastrophic nightmare cat fight in public. Uh, Bidenism is out. The let's go Brandonism is in and it is on the march. The red wave is on the march. And what better for a red wave than a red wine? That's right. The Johnson family loves a bottle of red wine, a good, rich, dark bottle of red wine. We grill a lot of meat in this household. We love to have our steaks, as we mentioned earlier in the pod. And we love to pair that with a glass of red wine. Really, is there anything else to have with a steak? You want to drink red wine, especially as a parent. You want to drink the best stuff. You don't want hangovers in the morning. You want the stuff to be quality wine. And so that is why I drink Bonner Private Wines. Bonner Private Wines are some of the best wines in the world. They are grown 9,000 feet up in the sky in the remote wine regions of the Andes Mountains in Argentina. They are extremely fine wine because they are grown at an extreme altitude that makes the wine and the grapes really burst with flavor. Not any of this cheap junk that you get at your local grocery store, the stuff with no flavor. No, 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 no. These grapes got the high altitude coolness and chill of the night and then the nice hot sun. It gives you a blackberry, leathery, smoke, dark cherry flavor, right? That you can pair with steak and barbecue. It makes for such a wonderful pairing and such a wonderful dinner. My family loves this wine. I recommend the Malbec. Go to Bonner Private Wines backslash Benny. That's bonnerprivatewines.com backslash Benny. You'll get 50% off the wine and 50% off shipping. No middleman, no inflated prices. Really great deal for these uh, troubled times with uh, supply chains. That is for sure. Uh, make sure that you go to bonnerprivatewine.com backslash Benny. Get some of the best wine in the world. 
All right, red wine, red waves, and everybody knows it. This is what's coming in 2022, and you cannot stop it. In the show, we've covered how Pelosi is most likely retiring, how people are calling Kevin McCarthy, Mr. Speaker, already on the Hill, how Biden's agenda is effectively dead, and how Democrats are now running scared after massive losses in Virginia, perhaps losses in New Jersey, but it's already a loss in New Jersey because the race is so close. People who have... The most power in that state, Democrats who run the state, the most powerful man in New Jersey, Senator Sweeney, just lost to a guy named Ed Durr, who's a truck driver, who spent $120 on his race. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. And seats are flipping all around the country. Uh, I think that it's important to go ahead and have a look at, at exactly why these seats are flipping to have a peel back of the data um, behind the true collapse of the Biden agenda. We've said it on this channel. It's when you reach out and touch people that you better be careful when you're actually affecting their lives in politics. That is the dangerous third rail. It's one thing to talk about esoteric debt to GDP ratios and uh, you know some of these ridiculous and stupid funding of the you know Arbor. Sierra Club in Washington, D.C. Nobody cares about that stuff. It's it's when you really get down to the cost of gas, milk, and eggs, the money inside of people's back pockets. It's those kind of things that really affect you. And that is the kind of stuff that is crippling the Biden agenda right now. Listen to some of these reports uh, from CNN, from NBC, and from MSNBC, respectively, and you will come to realize exactly how bad the Biden agenda uh, has self-imploded. Well, this morning, it's filled with some scary news for the Democrats. The overarching message, Americans have lost their confidence in President Biden and their optimism for the country. At least they have right now. Just 22% of adults say we're headed in the right direction. A shocking 71% say we're on the wrong track. And that includes a near majority of Democrats who are saying that. President Biden's approval rating stands at a dismal 42% versus 54% who disapprove. Believe it or not, just two months ago, Mr. Biden was in positive territory. 49% approving, 48% disapproving. So what's pulling down the president's numbers? Well, look at this set of numbers. Just 37% say he has the ability right now to handle a crisis versus nearly a majority who say he does not. 37% also say he's competent and effective as president. 50% disagree with that description. What's more, Republicans, believe it or not, have double-digit leads in dealing with border security, inflation, crime, national security, the economy. A majority of Americans now disapprove of President Biden's job performance. And seven out of 10 Americans believe this country is on the wrong track. Polls in Virginia uh, show that the economy is top of mind for voters. You know, it comes amid more evidence Americans are starting to sour on the economy a bit because of one thing in particular, inflation. I want you to look at these numbers. A new AP poll finds just 35% of Americans now call the national economy good. That's down from 45% in September and similar to the beginning of the year before vaccines were widely available to most Americans. 65% of Americans say the economy is in poor shape. Again, that's a brand new AP poll. Blame the weekly pinch in the pocketbook. Inflation, a persistent problem here, especially heading toward Thanksgiving. Beef and veal prices are up nearly 18% since last September. Look at pork and eggs, 12% more. Apples, almost 8% more. Chicken, the cost up 6%. And driving to grandma's house, more expensive. Gas prices still rising. I mean, that's it. That's it. Those are, see, th those are the kind of things that 
lose you Virginia, that lose you New Jersey, that lose you Texas, that lose you Ohio, that lose you Minneapolis, lose you in New York. Your agenda collapses when you really start affecting people's lives for the worse. When you can't name a single thing that's gotten better under Joe Biden, well, then you, you, you've lost. You've already lost. And you will continue to lose. I think that's uh, the fate that many Democrats will have. We look forward to covering it joyfully and happily uh, as, as happy warriors on this channel, as people who love this country, and we really do, and we love the people inside of it. We're so happy to see new superstars like Winsome Sears uh, take the reins, to see Glenn Youngkin uh, try and steer back the... Uh, the state that was going so so poorly, right? It is everyone's hurts for the parents in Virginia, uh, and we love to see the patriotism on the march once more in this country. We are the freedom movement. We are the Let's Go Brandon movement. The Let's Go Brandon. The Let's Go Brandon movement is a powerful movement in this country. Uh, we are proud of it, and uh, we are proud standard bearers on this show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.